having the vision and foresight to open it up to everybody, I don't know that we'd be where we are today. So you will never meet a bigger proponent of our federation because I, I do think that we can never forget where we came from. And it is our job to support our farming community because that is where we were originally established. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast. I'm your host, Carl Wiggers. And today, Avery Davidson is joined by a man from a different part of the company, the insurance company. Now, if you've been around Farm Bureau for a minute, you've probably had to decide which part of the company you're talking to, the insurance, the federation, the casualty company. We'll talk about all those different types of companies in this episode. Kirk Hendry joins us to talk about the relationship between the federation and the insurance company and how important they both are to help each other grow. You know, it's a lot of fun when we can have cool people on the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast. And one of the coolest people I know here in the building is Kirk Hendry. He's the state sales manager for Louisiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Kirk, thank you for finally joining us on the podcast. Thank you. I've been looking forward to it. You know, we normally talk a lot about federation issues here on the podcast, but one of the biggest member benefits of being a Louisiana Farm Bureau member is access to Louisiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Your position you're in charge of wrangling all the agents, the 200 plus agents across the state. Tell me a little bit about what your job entails. Well, I'm the state sales manager. Avery, I, just a little background on me. I started uh, at St. Helena Parish as an agent in April 1st of 1999. Was an agent there for a year. Moved to Tanchpaho, <clears throat> where I became, um, worked in Tanchpaho in the agency for 15 years. Uh, agent branch manager, agency manager, became district sales manager in uh, November of last year, became the state sales manager. So I'm a year and one month into the <laughs> position, but I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm so thankful for the group that we have, the agency force, and the relationship that we have with the Federation. I mean, I, you know, one of my goals for the agency force and for our organization is to double the organization in the next 10 years, to double in a decade. And I believe it's possible. And when when I talk about doubling a decade, I'm talking about doubling not just the insurance company, but the federation, because it's such a great organization. And we actually came from the federation. Yeah. And you talk about doubling, you're talking about membership, obviously, on the, the Federation side. So when you came in, I think our membership was what, like 136,000, and now we're up to 142, if we're, I'm correct? We're around 145. Okay, I'm, I'm behind the times, yes, man. I'm behind no, the times. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think we were around a um, little around 130,000 uh, members. So we have increased membership, uh, and we're on track to to meet our goals, but, you know, we have to get the message of the Federation out to people. And I always say that if you have food on your table, you need to be a member of, of Farm Bureau. Uh, and it's that important. Mm -hmm. um, and on the insurance side, you know, one of, one of my goals is educating the agency force 
to educate our members on the benefits of the Federation and the work that y'all do. Okay. I'm going to go into that in a little bit, but let's let's go through some some terminology you threw out there that not all of our listeners might be familiar with. So what does an agent do? What does an agency manager do? What does a district sales manager do? And then uh, what what's the difference in each of those classifications? Well, the ultimate responsibility of, of the agent, the agency manager, um, is to grow the organization on the insurance side. And so every agent is independent self-employed business owner. So their job individually is to grow their agency within the organization. So it's it's to grow the organization. So it's to grow our casualty company, which is the company that we write our auto insurance through. It's to grow the mutual company or our property company. And it's to grow the life company. And ultimately to grow our membership. And... So the the agent is the person who actually goes kind of out there, finds the people, finds prospects, gets them, and and is is the salesperson for those products, correct? That's correct. And then the agency manager is making sure all the agents in that parish are doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? Yeah, the agency manager is is the manager over the parish, um, over the the uh, parish office staff. Uh, and ultimately there to help train and develop the agents in that parish. So kind of serve as a mentor as well. Yes. And we'll pick up like the slack. Let's say an agent goes somewhere else because they don't, they're not smart enough to realize that Farm Bureau is the best company to work for. Uh, an agent decides to take a job somewhere else. Those, those insured who worked with that agent would go to, then go to the agency manager until a new person is hired, That's correct? That's correct. The agency manager is responsible for any unassigned <clears throat> you know, uh, account that may be in the parish. Okay. And then district sales manager, what, what what does that do? So the district sales manager is ultimately responsible for the agencies in the district. So uh, they help contract agents. Um, they oversee any, deal with any issues that may arise in the agency um, and help promote sales within their districts. So you've done all those jobs. I have done all those jobs. Which one was your favorite? I mean, obviously, you're a state sales manager, so my apparently favorite, you want my that My favorite one. is state sales manager. You know, you always have to, um, <clears throat> your favorite is what you're in now. But really, you know, as far as the agent, um, I missed the the close personal relationships that I was able to form in the agency. I was obviously in the agency um, for 15 years, so we were family. We are family. And that's what's special about our organization is no matter where you are in the organization, we're all family. It's mm-hmm. Faith Family Farm Bureau, right? And so we got really close in the in the agency. Um, and it was difficult to make the decision to become a district sales manager when I was the agency manager, just because I was leaving a part of, of my family. Um, that was, <clears throat> you know, I would say that's that was a great role. I enjoyed that that role in the agency, I was able to get really close to our insureds, our members there and, and be able to lot of, do a lot of good for people. Um, then I became a district sales manager. That was a different role. I got really close to the agency managers in the district and the agents. Um, we had a great district. Um, I was a district sales manager for six, six or seven years. So we're able to form a lot of good relationships, but 
what I what I saw during that time is that family atmosphere, the you know the relationships that we had that were built continued throughout the the state and the parish. I, I actually started in St. Linda Parish, which is kind of the the southeast part of the state, and took a district in North Louisiana, which I'd really never traveled much. Mm-hmm. But I was very thankful and able to see the culture of Farm Bureau all across the state. And it truly is a, a family culture, um, no matter what part of the organization you're in. And I, I'm, I'm thankful. But this role, obviously anything you do, uh, your first time is, is always seemed like it's the toughest, but this, this year has been the, um, a great year. You know, one of my sayings is everything's great in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is great in Louisiana Farm Bureau as far as sales go. Uh, we've had a lot of challenges, but I've been with the company for 24 years in every role, and there's always a challenge. But what we do is help people through their most difficult times. And I really feel like, you know, on the Federation side, the farmer, the farming community goes through many challenges and they overcome those challenges. And that's the same that we do on the insurance side. So I'm going to go, I know I keep pulling you back and we keep going back in time and everything else, but let's go back to 1999. Okay. That, that, was, that was a pivotal year in my life. That's when I moved to Baton Rouge to go to work for WAFB. But that's when you came to work for Louisiana Farm Bureau as an insurance agent. What made Kirk Hendry in 1999 decide, this is the career I want. This is what I want to do. Well, uh, I'd finished, uh, graduated from Southeastern uh, in business. <clears throat> I was working in accounting. The agency manager in St. Helena um, had been... Uh, talking to me about coming to work with Farm Bureau. And I I have three boys. I always tell them, you know, the Lord will open and close doors that he wants you to go through. And, and you know, the door opened for me, me to have an opportunity with Farm Bureau in St. Helena. St. Helena, for people that don't know, is one of the most rural parishes uh, in the state. I think today they're still not a caution light in St. Helena. Um, <laughs> Greensburg yeah, is pretty darn yeah. small, man. <laughs> it's, it's small, but, <clears throat> you know, it was an opportunity. And I was recruited by the agency manager to, to work there. And what drew me to the organization was he told me, there is, here's the opportunity, but it is yours to take. There is no limit to what you can do. And... So I I took a chance, um, taking the opportunity in St. Helena, and and it it paid off, and it it is the biggest blessing raising three boys in Farm Bureau and my family. It has been the biggest blessing for me. Well, let's talk about that relationship now between Louisiana Farm Bureau Insurance and Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Obviously. It is a member benefit to get Louisiana Farm Bureau insurance. So you have to be a member of Louisiana Farm Bureau first. Obviously, back 70 years ago, 70 plus years ago now, you know, Louisiana farmers said, hey, we can't get insurance out here in rural areas. We got to start our own company. And that's where a lot of that came from. But how do the two really 
work together and the parish boards and folks on our field staff? How does that all come into play to make the organizations successful? As far as the federation, you know, the <clears throat> Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, obviously, you know, is over 100 years old. Without our farm community, we would not have food on our table. I think Kennedy says, you know, we we all be hungry, naked, and uh, sober, you know. <laughs> and I we mean, don't want to be any of those. We don't be any of those. So, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, there's truth in, in some jokes, but that is the truth, you know. And But the foresight that the Federation had to establish the insurance company in 1950, I think originally it was established just for farmers. And then I think about the vision they had to open it up to outside of the farm community. Obviously, farming used to be the main uh, business in the 1950s. and But without them having the vision and foresight to open it up to everybody, I don't know that we'd be where we are today. So you will never meet a bigger proponent of our federation because I, I do think that we can never forget where we came from. And it is our job to support our farming community because that is where we were originally established. And so the relationship in my tenure in every position has always been great because anytime you respect each other and we have to we have to help each other grow, no matter what Farm Bureau family, in my opinion, no matter what Farm Bureau family you're part of, whether it's the Federation, the insurance company, the casualty company, the, the life company, the Farm Bureau bank, we have to grow the organization as a Farm Bureau family of companies. I have always had the most respect for our farm community. I always know that that is how we were established and where we came from. And it is my job, frankly, to help continue support the Farm Bureau Federation and do all we can on the sales side to help the Federation grow. Even though we're separate, we're a separate entity and, and we're really all part of the Farm Bureau family. I mean. I think uh, everyone in this in this room who's sitting with us uh, would would bleed Farm Bureau Burgundy. I mean, that's that's Absolutely. where our lifeblood is. You talked about wanting to double in a decade. What's what's your mission? How how are we? And I say we, including myself, in this conversation. How are we going to do that, Kirk? Well, first, it's going to take education. It's going to take passion. Number one, right? We we all have to believe. Um, from our federation boards, which I, I know they believe our, our parish local federation boards um, have to truly believe and know what we do every day. And, and I think education, improved education on the agent side for us, um, on what the federation does. We did have a, uh, our first farm tour uh, this year, which was very successful. We brought agents to a crawfish farm and a, um, a commodity farm and brought them into the field so they'd have actual knowledge and experience of a working farm. Because a lot of the, the agents that we are contracting do not have farm experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to bring them in and show them what happens on our, on our, our farms are important. So passion, number one, in, in every aspect, um, but also education. And then we, we have to do a better job. We, 
the federation, we, the insurance company, needs to do a better job, I feel like, to get our message out there. Because on the insurance side, we're more than just an insurance company, right? When you have insurance with us, you are a member. Mm-hmm. And you're part of something larger, something that is more important than, I mean, we, we, we sustain life in every way. So on our federation, right, you're, you're, we're feeding Louisiana mm-hmm. and we're making sure that people have food on their table. On the insurance side, we're protecting every asset and your life. So, you know, we really protect every aspect of somebody's life in Louisiana on, on both sides. And, and I don't think we can get that message out enough. Uh, I agree. And what I think makes Farm Bureau so much different is you brought up that Faith Family Farm Bureau. That doesn't just extend to the people who work here. That extends to our members as well. Tell me a little bit about the difference in service you get and how you've seen that play out. And I'm going to you know, bring you back to Hurricanes Katrina, Rita, uh, Ida, all these major storms where, heck, I, I mean, I think all every policy holder had their agent's cell phone number to be able to get in touch with them. What a difference that making you running gasoline out to different uh, agencies to make sure they stayed working, man. We definitely uh, are the most nimble company in the industry. Um, Obviously, in 24 years, being in the agency, I went through Katrina and and the agency, Rita, Gustav. I mean, we've had a lot of major disasters um, from floods, um, Hail storms. We've, I mean, obviously the hurricanes that we've had. I mean, we've had a lot of disasters in, in the 24 years that I've been here. But we're always the first ones out, and we're always the last one. I mean, we're 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 in and out for the member and for the insured uh, faster than anybody else. We have local adjusters that work a lot of times in the agency with the agents. Um, that's really unheard of in the industry. They, they, that doesn't happen anymore. So we're big enough to provide the service that people need, but we're also nimble enough to still provide the, the local um, personal service that you really don't get anywhere else. And, and I'm never prouder to be associated with Farm Bureau than after a natural disaster because we're we are there more than anybody else and and I've seen it through the years um and I'm very proud to be part of the organization well I remember after hurricane night I mean we were what uh 30 40 day, five days following the storm and we were 80 percent closed on claims I mean that means checks in people's hands that's, that's right it, that's, that's a what huge we're here difference for. we're making good on the promises that that we make and and every day whether it's you know we talk about natural disasters but we have daily claims that happen whether it's auto accidents or or house fires or or hail you know claims or or death you know um untimely death we're there for people's most difficult times in their life to make it a little bit better um that's what we're here for I got to touch on a couple of difficult topics. Okay. I hope you're ready for it, man. Okay. Kirk, 
you know, you were you and the the sales team, the the agents here across the state, and and our our federation folks were able to grow membership at a time when the insurance industry is is kind of under a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure. There's a heck of a lot of pressure, not just from the fact that we've had some natural disasters here, but from rising rates for reinsurance, uh, rates for homeowners insurance, uh, having a, quite a litigious state. I mean, there's not a highway you can drive down in Louisiana where you don't see a lawyer billboard. Yeah. How do you how do you continue to grow with so much pressure working against you? Well, we obviously we have the best, you know, people in the in the business. And I'm not just saying that from the parish office staff to our agency force to all of our our management and people that work in the state office, um, to all of our federation. You know, we're we're able to come together, support each other, and build relationships. Um this is the most difficult state to do business to do insurance business. We are the highest, if not the number one highest state of insurance in the nation. We're we're one or two. Um, we are the one of the most litigious states. Uh, you know, obviously we have claims. This year we've been hit with inflation and reinsurance costs, and it is hard for the consumer to really understand the fact that their rates are going up many times, um, substantially increasing, and the companies are still not being able to be profitable. So, but that is that is the fact. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm always an optimist, so I think that profitability will return in the state as things settle down. But, you know, I think the consumer really needs to educate themselves on the reason why rates are the way they are in Louisiana and the litigious nature of our state is more than most other states. And it, it equates to the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Well, let me bring you back a little bit. We, we talked a little bit about reinsurance for those who don't know what is reinsurance and why is it important for insurance companies to have reinsurance? Well, reinsurance is, is in simple terms, basically insurance that insures the insurance company to make sure that they're solvent in the state. Um, we have had in the state of Louisiana over 20 plus companies go insolvent or either pull out of the state because of inadequate rates or inadequate reinsurance. Uh, reinsurance protects the companies. Um, so they're able to make the promise for the policyholders. And we have had great leadership on our property and casualty side um, with Dwayne. Dwayne's a, the new a general manager. And Dwayne has done a great job and continues the work that we have done to protect the companies. Um, obviously, last year, year before last, five events that hit the state of Louisiana, uh, we were able to sustain our financial uh, situation because of the work that that they do to make sure that we have enough adequate coverage so we can pay the our claims and um, so reinsurance backs the insurance companies but reinsurance also went up you know three hundred percent I believe or or, yep. or so so that is why we're seeing the increase the the increase is due to the increased cost of, of reinsurance in the companies. Yeah, it's like imagine your mortgage going up three hundred percent, and you're still trying to 
keep the same level of of income. You've got if if my mortgage went up three hundred percent, Kirk, I need a new job or I need a second <laughs> job, maybe even a I third agree. one. Okay, I'm going to be out sweeping streets or something. So for an insurance company to have a major expense like that go up three hundred percent, you got to make it up somewhere. And and but the other part there is. You don't do it because, oh, we just, it's something we want, we want to do. No, it's something that we have to do to make sure that we can fulfill that promise. Because God forbid something happened to where every single person that we cover in this state is affected. We want to be able to come through with that promise because they trusted us. They trust us to, to come through at that time. You know, most of the time we'll have an event that hits one part of the state. So you have, you know, three-fourths of the state that is not affected. It just seems like we've had some events. Laura, I think, was was one that maybe hit the, the southwest part of the state, and, and it was a Category 1 hurricane all the way to north Louisiana, which is something we haven't seen in, in some years. So we're seeing different weather events. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to do what we have to do to because we're committed to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And to continue, and the insurance company has been here over seventy years. We continue. We we are committed to to be here another seventy plus years, or you know, I'm so gonna say one hundred seventy years. We're gonna go years. for another yeah, one hundred seventy, 170 years. So, um, but we have to be priced at. And any time that you see a company that comes in that is half as much. As premiums as as a company has been here for seventy years, um, they're not priced adequate to be in the state, and it can, it just causes the same cycle that we've been through in this state um, that we've seen before. And the first event that comes through, they're going to go insolvent and pull out of the state, and then we're going to have policyholders left with no coverage. So, you know, I know there's a lot of talks in the legislature of, of about how to fix the problem. The 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 problem needs to be fixed. We need to support the companies that are have been committed to the state of Louisiana. Um, that's my opinion. I um, mean, I think competition is good. We need competition because we're not able to write every, mm-hmm. con- you know, for to protect the company. We can't have all the risk. So, you know, as as we like competition, but the competition needs to be adequately. Um, financially stable enough to pay the claims as well because it puts if they're not it puts pressure on everybody else that's left in the state i might be going somewhere that i'm not supposed to kirk but but bear with me okay let's let's just talk about and i probably should have done this earlier in the podcast but the way insurance works and and correct me if i'm wrong but here's the way i dumb it down at least in my head so correct me if i'm wrong because you're the expert let's say you me Carl Wiggers and Allie Shipley all move into a neighborhood and we all like one another. We really like one another. We don't want anybody to have to move out. Okay. So what we do is we get a big bucket and we throw some money in that bucket so that if something happens to your house, Kirk, or happens to mine, I don't have to move away because I can't afford to fix it. Right. So we throw some money in that bucket and then we keep throwing, we keep throwing. And then, oh no, a car runs into Carl's house. He's got to make some repairs, so he takes money out of that bucket. So now we all have to put more money in that bucket so that it's enough to fix all of us. And if something happens to where something hits all of us, 
Well, now we got to put more in to make sure that there's enough there to fix all of our houses. Am, am, am I close to being correct? Yeah. Well, you know, Dwayne's our general manager. He, he's, he could tell you more about <clears throat> how it actually works. I'm on the sales side, but I will say this. It is common sense, right? So let's just say for your house, you're paying three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a year, whatever it is, and you have $250,000 in coverage. Your roof, let's just say you have a storm come through and we have to replace your roof. Now, you know, that roof will cost you forty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. If your premium, if your roof costs $40,000, your premium's $4,000, it's going to take the company over 10 years to make that 40000 up if you don't have any other claim within that 10 years. That doesn't happen much in Louisiana. We have a lot of frequency in claims. So we have a lot. I mean, that's really the issue. We have frequency and claims and then on the on the home side and then we have in, on the auto side, inflation combined with litigation um, pretty much on every claim that we see. So And the fact that I'm going to make the argument here that cars don't have bumpers anymore. All oh, right. Yeah, the technology. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's sensors all over. It's part of the, the body. It's painted. I mean, if we really wanted bumpers, they'd be big, ugly, and cheap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they not was, anymore? Yeah. No, it, it's definitely a, um, it's a change in, it's always a, you know, it's a change in environment. But I do feel like we have the right people uh, making decisions on the, on the rating side. We, we want rates to be as, least expensive as they can be, but we need them to be adequate to sustain um, the future of, of the company and to be able to pay claims when somebody needs it. So like I said, I'm, I'm really more on, on the sales side, but I am confident in, in the fact of um, Dwayne and his team to, to be able to navigate the times that we're in right now. But as I always say, everything's great in sales in Louisiana. You know, sales, despite the market, have been great, as you mentioned, um, but that's because of a combination of support that we get uh, from everybody in in our state office on on corporate and Baton Rouge, and then um, and then in the field. I mean, because we're not an internet company, we're a relationship mm-hmm. company, and and no matter how technology advances, I don't I believe that nothing will take the place of relationships. And that's who we are. Uh, I think that's who we're going to continue to be. Well, Kirk, before we wrap things up, I just want to give you the chance to share a little bit more about how you hope to build up our membership over the next decade. Well, we need to get the message out. You know, um, if anything, I'm going to do everything I can do to share the message of the Farm Bureau the federation and the insurance company because the the unique nature of it <clears throat> i believe that we still have people that think we only sell insurance to farmers but we also have people that don't understand that because they have their insurance with us what the federation what that means for them we have a lot of cool benefits you know the the federation has a lot of uh, cool benefits um that comes with the membership, but it's more than, you know, a car seat discount or a rental car discount or a discount on hotel rooms, which will more than pay for the membership itself. But 
it is the work that is done every day in the parish office, in the in the field, in the parishes. And this is really, frankly, the work that's done in the legislature that protects the most important thing that we have is the ability to continue to, to protect the farmer that provides the food on our table. And, you know, that relationship, we need to get the message out on if you're a member of Louisiana Farm Bureau, you have your insurance with us. What that means, the bigger picture. And I think we have our work cut out for us, but but I, I think things like this and, and collaboration with the Federation on how to do that in the future is going to be important. So we're well on our way. I'm, I've been I'm excited this year. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me on the podcast. This is my first one. So um, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, we thank you for what you do. Well, Kirk, we thank you for what you do. And next time we're going to have you loosen up a little bit because we're going to do like the bourbon and the bureau that you bourbon brought up. And, hey, we, we need a bourbon and bureau podcast. We're going to start. <laughs> awesome. it, it's a, it'll be an evening time podcast. Thank you, Kirk. We will definitely revisit this bourbon and bureau podcast. That sounds like a lot of fun. If you'd like to learn more about the Louisiana Farm Bureau Insurance Company and all the other affiliated companies in the Farm Bureau family, head over to the links in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to see the story from the Louisiana Farm Bureau agents tour of a farm in South Louisiana, we have that linked down in the description as well. If you're not yet, please consider joining, becoming a Farm Bureau member. Being part of the Farm Bureau family definitely has its benefits, and we have a link to learn more about all of that in the show notes as well. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you again right here next week on the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast.